When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into First Take. I'm Victoria Arlen alongside Shannon Sharp out west and Jeff Saturday with me in the east. And uh, Jeff, what do you got right there? Well, I'm just uh, I'm just here to channel <laughs> my Stephen A. And all that is implied. If you don't recognize this hat, you should, because you usually see it after the Cowboys lose with a little stogie in the other hand. Unfortunately, in New York, we can't have the stogie here. And but I will set it like this right here, so everybody knows how we set this thing up and start this show, my man Shannon. We're doing this thing right today. We're gonna have some fun on our show and tear this thing up. We don't miss Stephen A. Because we're right here on First Take today. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's get it, Saturday. Let's get let's it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Well, the, the gift of, of the beginning of all this was the evidence of you in Stephen A's office grabbing that hat. We have a photo <laughs> of this. Uh, this is just the gift that keeps on giving. And speaking of gifts, we had ourselves a day yesterday in the NFL and the NBA with a Christmas gift after Christmas gift in the form of upsets, blowouts, history making, and even some MVP solidifying action. Mm. And uh, in the NFL, the Ravens gifted us the gift of Lamar Jackson's MVP worthy performance. Now, with 17, with a 17-point third-quarter blitz after a score of 16-12 to 12 at halftime and intercepting Brock Purdy four times, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens beat the 49ers 33-19, moving to an NFL best 12-3. And Lamar Jackson, like we said, solidified his MVP campaign by throwing for 252 yards and two touchdown passes while adding 45 yards on the ground. And here's Coach Harbaugh on his pick for MVP. That was a team win. All right, you got the lead, you got to stop. You extended the lead, you got to stop. You extended the lead, you got to stop. You closed them out, all right? Yeah. It takes a team to win an MVP award. Yeah. All right, but I know who the MVP is. Yeah. It's Lamar Jackson. MVP! All right, that was how do you even how do you even top that? But uh, <laughs> the great great post game speech you got to love post game speech. It does in fact take a team. But Jeff is Lamar the MVP favorite now so, after yesterday. So I think everybody's going to come at this and go, man, they beat the best team in football. Lamar had a great game last night. We're going to put the seal of approval and say Lamar Jackson is the MVP. And I would say I'm all for that if you're giving the award to the quarterback on the best football team. Because that's what they are, right? They're the best team in football. They got the number one defense in the league. They created five turnovers last night. Lamar played fantastic. However, I would say this, if you look at Christian McCaffrey, if you look at Dak Prescott, if you look at Tyreek Hill, I would tell you from an MVP perspective, their numbers, which, and, and Tyreek Hill, I'm saying if he gets to the 2000, all right, so I know he's been injured, but those are the guys that I was looking at before this game and even after this game. I, I love Lamar Jackson. He is a fantastic football player, and again, 
He has, he has put the Ravens where he wants them with Super Bowl contention and all those things that apply. But when you're talking about the MVP as a whole, this award has always or started, has started to go to only quarterbacks. And the reality is Christian McCaffrey has almost 2,000 yards of scrimmage. He's got 21 touchdowns. The dude produced even last night when the team, when Purdy just couldn't give the ball away enough. And he continues to perform. You look at Dak Prescott's numbers this season. Think about just compare Josh Allen right now with, with Lamar Jackson. They, he has Lamar Jackson has 4,100 yards passing. He's got 24 touchdowns. Josh Allen has 4,300 yards and 40 total touchdowns. Right, QBR of 71 for Josh Allen, 63 for Lamar Jackson. This is not to take away from Lamar Jackson how well he played. What I would tell you is when we're talking about these awards, we have to stop thinking about it only for quarterbacks because these other players are having insanely good seasons, and unfortunately their entire team hasn't played to that level at big moments, and I think that's what separates it from me. Do I love Lamar? Absolutely. But what I say he is the MVP of the league, I would not say that right now. Well, Saturday, here's where I'm going to disagree with you because I think everybody had put in so much emphasis in this ball game. These were the two best teams coming into the ball game. Sure. These were what we were talking about as far as Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson as being MVPs with Christian McCaffrey coming in third. And I think after tonight, and you're absolutely right, and this is why I said we had the conversation last week on Saturday, who's the most important? I said it's not Brock Purdy. It's Christian McCaffrey. He allows them to do everything that they want to do because of his ability to not only run the football, right. but to catch the football out of the backfield, and you can line him also up in the slot. But because Purdy played so bad last night, and it seemed like the Ravens' defense wanted to do what they did to Brock Purdy last night because of Lamar Jackson. I just want somebody to love me like John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. <laughs> That's what I want in my life. I want a For woman sure. to love me like John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson because he totally, totally loves him, and he's like, hey, we're going for it on fourth down. We're going to go for it on second yeah. fourth. Fourth and goal, it does not matter. He has the utmost faith and confidence in him. But I agree. look, Lamar Jackson is not going to have the most gaudy numbers. He's not going to have 35 touchdown passes, another 10 touchdowns, 10 or 11 touchdowns rushing. He's not going to have the season statistically that he had when he won the award in 2019. But I don't believe we should hold that against him. He went, he did to San Francisco the unthinkable. We didn't think that was even possible. And Brock Purdy played bad, and he allowed the Baltimore Ravens because they were a close team. But when you turn the ball over five times like they did last night, you see the kind of demolition job that the opposing team would do to you in your building. I think he's going to probably win the MVP. Now, he still has a tough ball game against the Miami Dolphins. Tua might have something to say because if Tua can play well and do what he did against the Baltimore Ravens, what he did against the Cowboys, and close that out against the Buffalo Bills, I think he's going to have a lot to say. But I'm going to be surprised if the, line, the betting line opens up this morning and Lamar Jackson isn't the betting favorite to win the MVP. Yeah, and I think I think your point is well taken, right? Like what he does for that team, he's remarkable. I mean, I did a tape on Get Up this morning that talked about his ability. You know, we always talk about like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning about manipulating the pocket. He's as good as anybody I've seen this year and being able to manipulate the pocket. He he allow he neutralizes defensive linemen by his ability to step up, avoid rush, put the ball where he has it. So I, I love his game. This has no slight on his game. But at two of the last five games, he's thrown for 170 yards. Like, 
if you're talking about like the MVP of our game, players who are producing more in numbers, again, and, and it, the, the problem for this whole thing is it always goes to a quarterback. Mm. And so yeah. if it's going to go to a QB, man, the best team, great. Like Lamar Jackson deserves it. He has, he's on the best team right now. If they continue to do what they're doing, the, the frustrating part for me is if a Tyreek Hill has 2,000-plus yards receiving and he don't get it, Come on, man. Or if McCaffrey continues to stack up numbers and touchdowns over the next couple of weeks, that's the part that's frustrating because it should be called just, just making an outstanding player award instead yeah. of the most valuable award. Well, and you to kind of bounce off of what you're saying about the MVP, if Lamar were to win it this year, the last six awards would be occupied by three quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Now, Shannon, do you think that the Ravens – can prove or that game yesterday proved that they're going to the Super Bowl? No, it proved that they're the best team in the NFL currently, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of conference, because they went on the road and they did what we thought was unthinkable, is that they dominated a team that had dominated mostly over the last six weeks everybody that they had played. But that doesn't mean just because you dominate one team that we thought were the best, that that automatically puts you into the Super Bowl. There's still a long road, and then you have to worry about injury. Hopefully none of that happens. And all of their key players, we see Kyle Hamilton got nicked last night, and he was already wearing a knee brace because of a sprained MCL. So he kind of got nicked late in the ball game, and so you never know. It's a war of attrition, and you just try to hopefully go into the game as healthy as you possibly can, come out of the game as healthy as, healthy as you possibly can. But we saw last night when a team turns the ball over, that's the greatest neutralizer because not only do you go down to their level, you raise them up to your level. And sometimes we saw what the, uh, when the uh, 49ers turned the ball over, if two teams are here, you start to turn the ball over, and now all of a sudden the other team goes there. And that's what we saw last night. But I like the, I, I've always thought since about six weeks ago, the Ravens were the best team in the AFC. I don't think yeah. we had a whole lot of questions about that uh, Saturday. Right. But when they go on the road and they beat the 49ers, like the 49ers had beat, beaten everybody else over the last six weeks, I don't think there's a question that they're the best team. But that doesn't automatically play, that place them into the Super Bowl. It's not like you get a bye because you've been dominating everybody, and so you're automatically into that game. You, they're still going to have to win two games in the playoffs, and they're still going to have to you know, finish out the regular season. But it does prove to me that they're the best team in the NFL although it doesn't automatically guarantee them, a, guarantee them a spot in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I think the best thing that I love what you just said is don't be a prisoner of the moment, right? Is, is that as good as they played last night and as well as, as well as they executed offensively and defensively, they were off the charts. Man, Queen, Smith, the two linebackers, they, they're playing lights out everywhere. They, got, they pass rushed as well as I've seen them against a good offensive line, compressed the pocket, made Purdy uncomfortable. All the things they did last night, to your point, you're, you're, always, you're always worried about how, how we stay health-wise at this point in the season, right? And, and listen, even for the 49ers, Trent Williams goes out with a groin pull, right? Purdy gets you know, a stinger. All of a sudden, a team that we thought is the number one team in the league for the last four or five weeks, man, they, they may drop way down. These guys are injured and they can't go play. 49ers ain't the same team without Trent Williams. Like, let's be Absolutely. real. That is an absolute dude, right? So, when you look at these kinds of situations, I think what the Ravens did last night was extremely impressive. I thought what John Harbaugh did, and you made this point the first point, man, he backs his dudes, right? Like, 
fourth down, Absolutely. give it to Gus. We're going to go score. We ain't go back. We're not going to be scared. We're not going to play tentative. We're going to full-on press the gas. And, 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 and that's when it was, it was kind of a slow start, really, for them, right? It was. Safety, all the – and he did not move off the number. And I think that's the part that you respect so much about the Ravens. But to your point, when you hit the playoffs – execution is going to be key, right? The way defenses lock onto you. And it is a game of attrition as the playoffs continue because those games don't come free. Bro, you're laying it out there. Everybody's intensity is up. Everybody's playing fast the way the games go. And, and, and so I'm, I'm with you, man. I think the Ravens right now are the best team in the NFL, bar none. I think they are a physical football team, the number one team in defense. They play great on offense. I'm fired up to see them. But, but you, I, listen – I want these two teams back. I'm just going to tell you right yeah. now, I'd love to see this game, you know, come for the, for the big one. This was a fun game to watch. And you know what? And you know what, Saturday? The thing that the Ravens did, they made the 49ers pay for every mistake. Every That's ball right. that got tipped up into the air, Kyle Hamilton came down with it. Marlon yes. Humphrey came down with it. I don't know what he saw because the first drive, they opened the drive with a very promising drive. You think they're about to get seven points. They're playing quarters coverage. And I don't know where he was throwing the ball because oh. the safety doesn't move. All nope. it is is simple. Quarter co- quarters coverage. You got nothing to hold the front, the backside safety wherever you're counting it from, left to right or right to left. But there's nothing to hold Cal Hamilton. So there's nothing to hold him. What makes you think that he's not? He's looking directly at you because he's backing straight back, Saturday. And so, and it like it took so much of the momentum out of that because they had Absolutely. gotten the big play to a Kittle, and you're like, oh my goodness. This is the 49ers that we're used to seeing. Catch the ball short. Hey, get running yards after catch. Ayuk, everybody was doing really well. But then all of a sudden, he throws – they bring a, a, a double slot blitz. Stevens gets his hands up. Marlon Humphrey is coming, and Purdy's trying to find it. The next thing That's you know, right. it's in Marlon Humphrey's hand. And they got two of those. Kyle Hamilton's on the ground. That just goes yeah. to show you effort. Yeah, no. He's on the ground. The ball comes up in the air. He gets up off the ground and catches it. Yep. That's when you know you're living right. That's when you know you're doing the right thing. And so every mistake the 49ers made, the Ravens made them pay for it. And that's what you have to do. And it's kind of more emphasis on you saying, you know, don't be a prisoner in the moment because we've seen teams get stuck in that in the past. But, Shannon, in the AFC, who do you have as a pick for the Super Bowl? Well, I would have to take the Ravens right now because I think they're the most complete team. They can run the football. They lead the, they lead the league in, in uh, rushing, which they normally would, and that engine behind that is Lamar Jackson because he makes you change the way you have to play him defensively. If you look at the way the 49ers tried to attack him last night, they're a team that likes to jump off the football and go get your quarterback. But what they had last night where they kind of like muddle rush, uh, Saturday, you That's know exactly right. what I'm talking about. They were going straight down the man because they didn't want to give him windows. They didn't want to give him lanes yep. to jump out of and take off running. And so that's not who they are. Bosa likes to bend the edge. Those guys like to get upfield, attack your quarterback. Well, Lamar says, okay, you can attack me, but if you give me a crease, I'm deucing you out. That's right. And so now it slowed them down from doing kind of how they wanted to attack him. They don't throw the ball, let's say, as well as a a Miami or Buffalo. But what they can do, now the question is, can you put them in a situation where they're behind and you're going to force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball when he doesn't want to? Because last night he was in a situation they threw the ball when they wanted to. The 49ers could not force them to throw the football on their terms. Now come playoff times. Can Buffalo, can Miami, or whomever else is in the playoff or they could potentially face, can you face, can you make the Ravens throw the ball on your terms? Because if you cannot, 
you're going to have a hard time beating them. And the divisional round is the furthest that Lamar has made it in the playoffs in five years as a starter. Now, speaking of the 49ers, let's keep this train rolling. We mentioned the 49ers at QB, but we've got to dive a bit deeper because Brock Purdy threw a career-high four interceptions, including three in the first half, and the Niners finished minus five in turnover margin on the way to that 33-19 loss that dropped them to 11-4 and four on the season. Here's Brock Purdy on the mistakes after the game. I'm trying to look at the big picture of what we're trying to do, what our team goals are. Um, but at the same time, man, I have to look myself in the mirror and, and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so um, our team came ready to play. And um, you know, for me to make some decisions like that, um, it pains me. You know, and it's not fair to these guys. So I have to realize that and understand that. And um, I have to get better for my team. Now, with high hopes early in the season, with Purdy, of course, coming off of an injury, do yeah. we still believe, Jeff, that uh, Brock Purdy can lead San Fran to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely, Brock Purdy can lead him to a Super Bowl. This is a very good football team. And, and last night, they, they got caught, and they didn't play well. Purdy didn't play well. Um, but when you think about and, – and, and Shannon brought this up in, in some of the earlier uh, discussions – if you think about the first throw was a terrible decision. So it's an interception in the end zone, and it's like all the air left him. And then he makes this other throw. They, they, they bring the blitz off the edge, and instead of at sometimes the defense wins. They, they have a good defensive call, eat the ball, give up the sack, or try to run and get a yard. Instead, he tries to step in and throw. The ball gets tipped, and then it's a pick again. Another one, he's running to the sideline. He sees Kittle, right? And so he's going to try to throw across his body, which we know is a no-no. So it's like you felt the pressure from Purdy begin to mount, and he started to try to make plays instead of allowing the, the game to come to him. And they were in position, what was it, 16-12 at half after yeah. three turnovers? They still had plenty of opportunity. You cannot continue to press if you're Brock Purdy and think, okay, I got to make up for what I've just screwed up. It doesn't work that way in the NFL, <laughs> right? Allow your other players, give the ball to McCaffrey. Let's get him out of his mindset of having to make a play because when you saw Purdy and, that, and he tightened up and you saw it, and now he, because you saw players coming over on the sideline bending down to him. Hey, man, we got you. We're with you. Well, everybody is supportive, but you you felt the pressure for him mount, and that, and, and he he came undone. That's just the reality of it, right? He threw too many, and 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 some of those are just. Man, incredible ball plays. Like the tip, yeah. and you're on the ground. Like, that's not going to happen every week, but it happened last night. And every time it happened, to Shannon's point, they made them pay. And they made them pay in a big way. So, can Purdy lead them to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. This team is loaded. They are a very good team. They stay healthy. This is the best team in the NFC. This was the best team in the NFL up until last night, or I thought so, until the Ravens put the beat down on them. But this is still 1-2 in my opinion. Yes, I agree with you. Listen. And like you said, let's not be a privilege. All is not lost. Just That's because right. they lost the game last night, that doesn't mean their season is over. This isn't the playoff. This is a regular season game. Instead yep. of being 12-3, and three, they're 11-4 and four right now. This is still a very, very good football team. And the thing that I've always wanted to see, and everybody, Saturday, you remember I caught a lot of flack. You remember he did that demolition job on the Cowboys, and the next question, is he elite? No. Right. You right. can be a good player and not be elite. That's you can right. win MVPs. Matt Ryan won an MVP. He wasn't elite. Rich Gannon, Brian Seid, Ken Anderson. This notion that in order for you to win an MVP, you have to be elite is just not true. I've also said, 
I want to see him in a ball game where every throw matters, every possession matters. Once the Baltimore Ravens put him under the gun, he started to press and he started to take chances like he never had to take before because he never had to take said chances before. Right. He is normally in an advantageous situation, playing from the lead. They're throwing the football on their terms. We want to throw it now. We want to throw it here. We want to throw it there. Now it got to a point he starts to press because now all of a sudden he seems like every time I throw the ball, it's popped up in the air and someone's <laughs> intercepting it. And so that's what we wanted to see last night. Now, we saw last night he lost some confidence. Don't right. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Kyle says. I don't care what his teammate says. He lost some of his confidence last that's night right. because he had never had a game like this. And it takes something that we're about to find out. What Mr. Purdy is made of, if he's made up of the right stuff, does he have the right gumption to bounce back? Because, you know, the Rams, that's not an easy victory. No, they got sir. the Cardinals. They go on the road to the Cardinals. They can possibly win that game because I don't think the Cardinals have a whole lot offensively or defensively. But the Rams, because the Rams are going to be playing for an opportunity to get into the playoffs. That's so right. that game's going to matter. And it's a division opponent. And they're playing better than what they have. And they got two guys and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup that can take over a ball game. And we see Matthew Stafford throwing the football as good as he ever has. So we're going to find out over the next two games a lot about Mr. Purdy. They're still the number one seed in the NFC. All yep. isn't lost, but I do believe he lost a lot of confidence last night. It's up to Kyle Shanahan and Brian Greasy, a former teammate of mine, to help him get it back. Well, kind of what you, you know, tagging onto what you said, Shannon, you know, we haven't seen enough of Purdy healthy to see what he's made of. So this is really right. when it all comes right. down, and, and we don't even know really his status currently because you know, got a little bumped up last night. So it's really right. this is kind of the moment where we'll get to see what he's made of if he is able to stay healthy for the rest of the season and hopefully into the playoffs. And you mentioned earlier about this matchup, how you wanted to see it again. Well, this is only the second time ever that teams with sole possession of the best record in each conference played in Week 16 or later. So – Rightfully so, it was a good game, and there's still a lot more Absolutely. to come. And still well, to come. It was very good early. For yeah, for <laughs> sure. For early, and then it just kept going, and now we're just going to keep talking about it, and hopefully we see this once again, and we see what Brock Purdy's made of because, look, he hasn't built enough capital that's in the NFL quite yet to solidify, like you said, if he's good or great. And so that's what's going to be pretty exciting to see what comes from that. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. My New Year's resolution is to be a bit more outspoken. I take a lot of nonsense from the people here at First Take. They, 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 they do jokes on me all the time. And they sit up there and they're conspiring against me. The people like Molly instigating everything. I have taken enough. My New Year's resolution is that I'm going to step up and I'm going to retaliate. And I'm going to get rid of the shyness. I'm going to get rid of the shyness because I have feelings too. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> we love that New Year's resolution. Unfortunately, the hat isn't isn't really helping uh, helping today with with that resolution. You let them know. Let, it ain't never stopping, Stephen. Ain't never stopping. He right, Stephen. A, you're right. They do take unnecessary shots at you, bro. <laughs> they do. They do. I, I'm not a part of that, Stephen. A. When they try to they try to corral me in and rope me in and get, I say, nah, I ain't, I ain't bothering, bro. I believe that alone. But I got some suggestions what y'all should do. <laughs> I'm here for all of it. You let me know, Shannon. You let me know what needs to be done. I'm your Huckleberry. You know what I mean? <laughs> look, we we all can we all can attest. We all have, everyone has feelings. We got to look out for for Stephen A's feelings too. Yeah, yeah, might, yeah, yeah. We might need feel, to put that feeling, hat back in some point. Feeling. Don't put the S on. Feel. We got one feeling. That's where we are. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff is just not helping helping the cause. You're just making a tough. Statement for uh, for New Year's <laughs> New Year's resolutions over here, but we're gonna continue the the trend of of tough moments mm-hmm. and tough games, more specifically on Christmas. The Las Vegas Raiders beating the reigning champs 20 to 14 and putting a roadblock for at least another week in the Kansas City Chiefs' chances to clinch an eighth straight AFC West championship. Now, Patrick Mahomes still sees a path for the Chiefs to achieve the heights they've been able to reach in recent seasons, so take a listen. I think it's more than anything, it's just consistency. I think I've, I've said it, but it's just, I mean, you see drives where we drive it right down the field, score, and we're doing everything the right way, and then you see drives where we kind of hurt ourselves. You see drives we stall out quick. It's just we got to clean it up. I mean, I mean that's, we're two games left. You have to do it, and if we don't, we'll be going home. So I think if we clean it up, uh, we'll have, if we clean it up, we can beat anybody. Uh, I truly believe that, um, but uh, we got to prove that we can do it. Words got to prove quite a bit. Yeah. 
All right, Shannon, what's more likely at this point? Casey one and done or Super Bowl run? One and done. They just don't have the firepower. They don't have the consistency. And he talked about the consistency. It's easy to say that, bro, we're in week 16. And you still talking about consistency? At some point, maybe, okay, maybe I'll give you that in week four, week five, week eight. Bro, we two weeks from the end of the season, and we're talking about consistency. They went three and out their first two drives. They didn't get a first down without a penalty until their fourth possession. And we see the turnover. Mahomes, and he hasn't played well by his standards, and he's starting to take unnecessary risks with the yep. football, which further puts them in harm's way. And they're trying to do all this razzle-dazzle. Sometimes the Chiefs get too cute for themselves. You already look good. Why do you need to add all this makeup? Because you're trying to hide flaws that you know you have, but other people that you don't think other people can see. They can see your offensive line isn't very good. They can see your receiving core isn't very good. And Saturday early on, I tried to explain this to you, that you can't keep trying to out-scheme people to get your wide receivers open. At some point in time, it's like an offensive line. You just got to put a hat on a hat and move somebody off the ball. And right now, they don't have a wide receiver that you can just say, you know what, guys? I need you to go beat man coverage. And they cannot do that. You see the pick six? The guy's not even... Here's the situation. Kansas City Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes of the, of, uh, as their quarterback. You know he can throw your ball over your head. But DBs aren't getting out of their backpedal because they know the guys are not going to run by them because they don't have the confidence in them to do so. So they're sitting on everything. And then Justin Watson exacerbated the situation by falling away from the ball. Now, granted, Patrick Mahomes didn't get a lot on that throw because he's having to throw off his back foot. But the mere fact that a, defense, a DB is not getting out of his back pedal, and that's Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, is troubling. The defense is playing outstanding except yeah. the last drive when the Raiders ran the air out of the football and didn't let them get them back. You know they're not going to throw it because uh, 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 O'Connell only had like 60 yards passing. You yeah. know they're going to run the football. Yeah. And that's what I said. The mark of any great offense or defense, can you get done what you need to get done when you absolutely have to? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs needed to get a stop and give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, and let's see if he could work a miracle one more time. And they couldn't. The offensive line play has been porous all year. The receiver play has been porous all year. And then it's compounded by Patrick Mahomes not being the Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing. You get a recipe for one and done. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say it this way. I mean, there's part of me that agrees with Shane, but I'm going to disagree because of it. I don't see, besides the Ravens, I don't see anybody in the AFC just take this thing over, right? Like, you know, you got the Ravens who's going to get the bye week. So can the Chiefs beat any of the other AFC teams? I think they can. Now, do they have to clean up a lot of stuff? They do. I do think their defense is good enough. I think here's the situation for the defense for me. The first down play that they got six yards, that was the knife to them, right? Because now it's second and four. You gotta, you're got you using your timeouts. And we all know when, when, when defenses play tight to the line of scrimmage, if you get to the line of scrimmage, you might take that thing to the house, right? So right. it worked out that he runs a 40-yarder, gets tackled, they end up winning the game. That's what it is. But their defense gives me a lot of hope. For this reason, if the offense and, and here's the thing, you and I both played on very explosive offenses, right? We were the top offense in the league. I was there for 14 years. You were there forever in the Hall of Fame because of how good your offenses were when you played there. 
they have to redefine what excellence is to them. Sometimes punting is the best measure for that offense because of their defense. Had Mahomes not turned the ball over for two touchdowns, you said it. O'Connell doesn't throw a completion since the first quarter. Like, you're going to win that game. But you you played into the only way the Raiders could beat you. And you and, and my, my concern for that is Andy Reid and Nagy saw how frustrated the entire offense was. And this started from play one. This wasn't just Mahomes. The first handoff was sloppy. Nobody looked like they were into the game. The offensive line, to your points, getting run through. All of a sudden, he's under pressure. You saw him. It looked like Mahomes was hurting. Coming to the sideline, everybody's screaming at each other. Nobody just was like, hey, pump the brakes. Our defense is good enough. All we got to do, get to 17 points, man. Get to 17 points, we're going to put this thing away. Whatever, whatever you got to say on the sideline, I think that's the part that for me that was as frustrating uh, to watch that game is I felt the pressure for them. We just talked about it with Brock Purdy. When the moment happened, you felt like the pressure for their entire offense just imploded. And they were like, you know, Kelsey slamming his helmet down. And, you know, Reed's giving him a little check of, hey, let's get this thing together, keep this thing on the rails. Mahomes is yelling at his offensive line. Everything just, to see, just seemed like it was hard to do anything correctly. I'm not taking away from the Raiders. They played lights out. AP has those dudes rolling. I loved what they did. They're playing. Like you said, they made chance. They took chances and scored because of it. But this team, if they do clean it up because of Patrick Mahomes, they can win some games in the playoffs and they can make a run. Because when you have the best quarterback in, in you know for this generation so far that we've seen, who's been to how many Super Bowls, he understands how to win. But man, they got these self-inflicted wounds. They got to let them go. But the thing is, Saturday, is that the receiving core, they can't get open. I agree. They just can't. Look I at, agree. I mean, you watched the third and the fourth quarter. There was no, I don't believe there was more than a couple, of, a couple of snaps in which Patrick Mahomes dropped back and threw the ball on timing. Right. Uh, if he did, it was a, it was a flat route or it was a, it was a screen. Yeah. Other than that, he's having to pirouette. He's having to go left. He's having to go right. He's yeah. running for his life because they can't get open. And yeah. one let of the me, mistakes that he this. made go ahead, go ahead, sir. Go yeah, ahead. Let me ask you this. Because I said I said this earlier this morning on Get Up. I feel like they miss Eric Bieniemy, And not just because of play. I know Andy Reid knows offense. I'm not trying. Right. But I think the, the accountability that he accountability. held guys to and the yeah. way people ran routes and executed their offense, it was clean, man. It was sharp. It was yeah. dialed in. And I think when you think about the receivers and whether it's, you know, people are like, well, they miss Tyreek Hill. Yeah, everybody. Tyreek Hill's making any roster better. But not everybody's got Tyreek Hill, right? So the ones that you do have, though, if they're running the right routes, to your point, and finding ways to get open on time I felt like that's what the enemy kind of brought to them man and I think that's been a massive loss for this team and not, I'm yeah. not trying to take shots at Nagy and, and Andy Reid I just feel like that because of because you would see even Mahomes when he walked that sideline dude sometimes he'd be, be like hey man this is on you you know what I mean or he's pointing yeah. or he's shouting he was he, he got he got guys dialed in to play that way yeah, he's the de- he was definitely the accountability officer, and nobody and nobody was exempt. Whether you was the best yes. fr- player on offense or the worst player on offense, and even Travis Kelsey has all of a sudden gotten bit by the drop bug. He dropped the play early in the ball game. He's trying yeah. to catch it with one hand, and all he has to do is put both hands up, catch it, and turn up the sideline, and he's probably going to get a first down. But I think the biggest thing is is that, and people say they miss Tyreek. 
They won the Super Bowl last year without Tyreek. Patrick Mahomes was a Super Bowl MVP without Tyreek. He was also league MVP without Tyreek. But what happened, they didn't have the expectations that they had this year because everybody said they're going to take a step back because they don't have Tyreek. So people were willing to give them uh, an excuse if they didn't succeed because they lost Tyreek. Okay, you go win the Super Bowl without Tyreek. What are the expectations? You say, well, Sky Moore has a year, another year up under his belt. Kadarius Tony has another year in this offense. Uh, MBS has another year in this offense. And what has happened, those guys have regressed. They haven't gotten better. They've regressed. The offensive line isn't as good as it was last year. Patrick Mahomes is not playing to the standard in which we've seen them play. Thus, so when you have receivers regressing, offensive line is poor, Patrick Mahomes is not playing to the level that we're used to seeing, this is what you get. A team that has seven games in which they've scored less than 20 points, and Patrick Mahomes has six of those in his first five years. There you go. That's the recipe. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. I think, yeah, that that, that stat to me is mind-blowing. Seven games in one season, he had six in five years. That, it, that just shows you it ain't clicking. Like, whatever, whatever's happening, whatever's happening in practice, whatever's happening when they take this thing to the field. And, again, I think that's where the pressure mounts. Man, you saw – I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes as frustrated as I saw him. It was like every time he got up off the ground, whether it was because he was in the backfield getting hit or even when he extended plays with his legs and would get down, you saw him get up and he was talking, right, like frustrated, like looking at a receiver or looking at the line or looking at somebody going, you know what I mean? Like he was trying to motivate and get guys to do the right thing as opposed to just allowing the game to come to him. And, again, I, I, I think I think they're forcing or, or they're, they're, they're pushing and, and, and trying, and it just they ain't meeting the standard they've been. But you can't let teams get points. On your no possessions. Way. No it's way. One thing, it's one thing, okay, to get them a short field, but That's you right. can't let them get pick six and scoop nope. and scores on your possession. And in years past, they were good enough offensively to overcome some of these That's miscues. Right. They're not there now Saturday, and so they can't overcome this bad play. Yeah. No, and you talk about accountability. The Chiefs led the NFL and dropped passes in offensive penalties entering week 16 and right. were among the league leaders in turnovers. That is definitely not – having accountability, especially now with a 42% chance to make the conference champs. Now, Jeff, you say one and done. What would that even mean for the Chiefs as far as the hopes early in the season to now? Oh, it'd be devastating. I mean, listen, you're talking, about the, you're talking about the best quarterback, you know, on the, on, on the planet for however many years. You're one and done. It's a wasted opportunity. You, I mean, you only get so many years with these guys. And, again, I, I, it looked to me like he was banged up. Like, he, as he was getting off the ground, he looked sore or, or whatever. Ankle, I don't know what it is. Who knows? I, I don't care. But whatever it is, it looked like he was labored in his, in his physicality. That is not what you, you – you cannot have that – with this guy. And to Shannon's point, I thought yesterday from the Raiders front, they got after him. And I mean like quick swims, right? Like Crosby quick swim two or three times. He's on a beeline to hit that quarterback, man. Like that is, I don't care if I'm tackling the defensive end. That dude ain't going to go hit my quarterback like that. Like at some point, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, but you grab that dude, you do not let him touch your quarterback because he's taking too many shots unnecessarily. And again, there's times because of the receivers not separating, he's going to pull the ball down and have to extend plays. He's going to take shots because that's what it is. But man, you 
you can't have those those quick misses and quick loss that they're having right now. It, 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 looked, it looked bad from that perspective, and I think that frustrated him as well. Think about it, Saturday. We're having a conversation, what's more likely, one and done, or they make a deep run. We never had this discussion before. Never. They, never. Are they going to the Super Bowl? That was discussion. Never one and done, never entered the equation. That's they right. played, and since he's become the starter, they played in every AFC championship game, and they advanced Golly. to three Super Bowls, and they won two. For us to even be having this discussion lets you know how far the uh, Chiefs this year have fallen. Defensively, yeah. they're good enough. Offensively, yeah. it's not even close. And even the great and, and Patrick Mahomes would have to go to a level that we haven't seen this year. Now we know what he's capable of because we watched him over the last five years. But this year, I've yeah. seen nothing that would that can make me think that he he can get this team given the deficiencies that they have. It's not just one group. It's the offensive line. Yeah. They don't play. They don't pass block particularly well. The wide receivers they don't get open consistently. And when if they do get open, there's a 50-50 chance they drop the football. Yeah. So with the all these deficiencies that I see, Victoria, I just don't see how they go any further than one and done. Given given what they put on tape, given what we've seen all year Saturday from this football team, I just don't see how. Yeah. I mean, look, Monday was easily Patrick Mahomes' worst loss of his career because the Chiefs were 11.5-point favorites to win it. So, uh, Mm -hmm. ouch. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. 
You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, so the Eagles barely beat the Giants, although it was Christmas. It was not festive inside the Eagles locker room, despite (laughs) snapping their three-game losing streak. But Jalen Hurts even saying post-game news conference, is it Christmas? Now, much of the frustration was being felt on the offensive side of the ball after some untimely mistakes nearly cost Philadelphia another win. Now, here's Devontae Smith after the game with how he feels post-game. You ever got that whiz? I'm not happy. It needs to be better for what I want to do, what everybody else in here wants to do, where we want to be, where nowhere is it is. Not happy, even after the win, even though it's Christmas. Now, Shannon, are the Eagles issues something or nothing? They're something. They ended a three-game slide, but here's what I've been talking about defensively. They're ranked 27th in pass D, 29th in red zone D. 30th and third down D, 25th in points allowed, 20th in total D. So now here's the thing. Saturday, you can't attack the quarterback like you once did last year. You don't get the turnovers that you created last year. You don't run the football, even though they had more success running it yesterday, than they have in the past. And Jalen Hurst is turning the ball over double what he turned it over last year. So how do you expect to be what you once were if you don't do what you once did? You see, that's the problem. And Devontae Smith, the one thing I like about him is that he's not foolish or naive enough to think because we won a ball game that all our issues have been resolved. He knows they have some things that they need to clean up. Two turnovers. I mean, the guys running each other, turn the ball over. Uh, God is running an out route. He slipped, and the ball goes right to a, a, a Dory Jackson for a pick six. They have a lot of issues that they gotta get resolved if they wanna get back to where they once were. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I agree that there are issues. I would have said yesterday there are times in football games where the unpredictable become the driving force in keeping teams in games. And that was yesterday, right? There's a key. It's like the first return, and he turns around and hits. Yeah, and it hits Scott, fumble, and the next thing you know, Barkley walks in for a touchdown, and, and now the game is tight, right? Like, you saw the Eagles – putting together a game plan that I thought was the recipe for them to fix all their problems. That first half, until the hurt, until Hurts made that mistake, he got bailed out because they got a penalty, but not going out of bounds and, and being able to kick the field goal late in that first half, that was a turning point for me, right? It's like a brain-dead play, right? Like, you got to go out of bounds, man. You, you don't, you, yeah. You're lucky they hit the ball and got the delay penalty, all that kind of stuff. But once the pressure hit them, they reverted back to what's been the problem during the season. And, and, and that's kind of the problem for me. Because when I look at this team, I see a team last year that threw the ball well early to then expose you with their run game. That is not going to happen this year. Teams are playing you different. You're not playing as well offensively as you did last year. You're not nearly as explosive as you were last year. So you're not getting the leads. But guess what? 
you can play complimentary football by running the football. You're still yeah. a good running football team. So fall back on what your best would be. And that includes Jalen Hurts in the run game. Make no mistake. I'm not just talking about lineup and hand up, but use him in this thing to control the clock, to lessen how much time your defense is on that field. I thought they had a great game plan. And then the fall down, like, right, Goddard's going to make the – he slips and falls down. It's a pick six. Pick six. We're keeping him in again. And, and then Blankenship gives up a freaking touchdown to Slayton. Like, why? Like, like, why are you letting anybody behind you at that point in the game? Like, it, it, like, there's no reason for a lot of the things that happen. But saying all that, I'll say this, Shannon. This is the only team in the NFL – that has beat four teams with nine wins or more. They beat Miami, uh, they beat Dallas, they beat Buffalo, and they beat Kansas City. No other team in the NFL can say they beat that quality of opponent, right? So even in their even in their worst moments, they have found ways to win. I respect that. Now, are they are they nail biters? Yeah, but when you get in the playoffs, there might be some they might be some nail biters. So I'm not taking everything away from them quite yet. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's very impressive that they have four wins uh, over teams that have at least nine wins. But when I look at this team, I see a very, very flawed team. I see a team defensively that they can't lock it down. I see a team yeah. that doesn't turn you over. I see a team that gives up yardage it, whenever because the mark of any great offensive defense, can you get done what you need to get done? That I mean, uh, Tommy DeVito got benched yeah. and came in, off, came in and did a great job throwing the ball. Tyler because Curry. the turnovers, because they don't run the ball, run the ball with the same conviction. Now they have to throw it. They'll let the defense determine when they throw the football. All last year Saturday, they threw the ball when we we gonna throw the football when we want to. That's We're gonna right. run it. The offensive line was brutalizing people. That's not yeah. the same offensive line. They don't block with the same tenacity. And I don't know if they don't call. The, obviously, we know they have different offense and defensive play callers, but they don't run the football. I don't see that same conviction or passion to run the football. The same violence. That's the term we use. We ran the football in Denver. Yeah. We call it violence. I don't yeah. see that, and that's yeah. gonna be a problem because if you don't take it away and you give it away. You're going to have a problem come yeah. playoff time because you play double for turnovers in the playoffs. That's right. Mm -hmm. they, they miss Shane Steichen, for sure. Your point about their run game and the philosophy, they definitely – he's the head coach of the Colts now. They miss him. Yeah, and it was – look, it was a win but not a clean one. And at this point in time, you need clean wins. Now, despite all of this, the Eagles are at 11-4 and four and have the NFC East title in their sights while still pushing for a top seed in the NFC with games against the Cardinals and the Giants remaining. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.